Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right, we're back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Josh Plave with us. Josh is a multifamily expert from Walton, Maine. Um, we love multifamily because it is such a nice asset class. So, Josh, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for having me, Gabe. Absolutely. I told you uh, before we got on here, we like stories. We like to hear how people got in real estate. So, why don't you take us to the beginning of yours? How'd you get started uh, in real estate? Yeah. So, um, I, I actually do most of my investing with my investors through retirement accounts. So I, my retirement account story started when I was uh, 16 years old. I'll get it to multifamily in a second here. Um, so I started investing with retirement accounts when I was a teenager. Um, you know, my mother and my grandfather were both CPAs. They suggested I should really start to take a look at my future. So I did that. Fast forward about 10 years from then, and uh, both my mother and grandfather, who I'd mentioned, unfortunately had passed away. And uh, what they did was they were nice enough to uh, give me and my sisters their retirement accounts. Um, it wasn't like a life-changing amount of money, but it was enough that, you know, everything that they'd earned for their entire lives. I knew I had to be a good steward and had to kind of find the right vehicle to invest it in. Um, at the same time, I was starting to pivot towards real estate, actually. Uh, so I started to see how I could use those funds, uh, utilize self-directed funds, um, and put them into real estate. Uh, eventually landed on multifamily, uh, jumped into that with no prior real estate experience. Been doing multifamily full-time now for about four years. Uh, and I help other people kind of do the same thing I was doing when I, I first started off passively invest in multifamily with their retirement accounts. Nice, man. I love it. So you, uh, your parents were both CPAs, so you must have had quite the... Um... You know, quite the education when it comes to the accounting side of things. Yeah, ironically, I'm not that great at accounting, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I can get numbers and everything, so that's fine. But um, yeah, it wasn't my forte when I was uh, in college. <laughs> that's all right. The apple fell a little bit farther from the tree, which is okay. You still, uh, you still are in the financial side, so I'm sure they're proud of you. Oh, yeah. um, so retirement accounts. You've already said it a few times on the episode. That's something that you are kind of a special, you have a specialty in is investing through a retirement account. Um, that's not often talked about. And so why don't we go into that side of things? Um, how is it that you buy multifamily through retirement? How does that work? Yeah. So um, pretty much any existing funds that you have, you can make use of them. Um, the only ones you can't are if you're still currently working at an employer and you got a 401k, you usually can't free those up until you've left the company. Um, but yeah, you can take any funds, 401k, IRA, TSPs, 403bs. Um, you can move them into um, some self-directed retirement accounts. Um, they're essentially, it's just a name. They're just like any other IRA. You just need to put them with a, a custodian, unlike um, you know Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard who work with equities. You need to find a different custodian who's actually going to be um, able to allow you to invest into um, alternative asset classes. So once you have these accounts set up, uh, you can make use of any of them. The light bulb moment for me was when I found out that I could actually take my retirement account, leverage it up, apply outside funds to it, uh, increase the returns and get um, significant losses to help offset any kind of taxes associated with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, once you find a multifamily opportunity, 
it's really no different than investing with cash. Um, once you kind of have everything up and set uh, up and running, um, it's it's no different once you, you kind of understand what to do. Are there any, um, I mean, so I, I completely liquidated my retirement account to get into my first property. <laughs> it might not have been a smart thing, but hey, long uh, long term showed that it was smart. So yeah. um, is there any, what is like the the wise way to go about in using your retirement account to invest uh, invest in real estate? Um, so there's a couple different approaches. Uh, when I first started, I knew I wanted to put it into multifamily, but I knew it was going to take some time to kind of find deals that I wanted to do, um, get in contact with um, different active investors who I could place my funds with, because you can't ever take your retirement account and invest it uh, in a deal that you yourself are running and gaining an active benefit from. Like if you've got a, a single family rental, you can't actually buy that with a retirement account and get paid yourself um, from any kind of like rental fees or anything. Um, so I knew I, w- I needed to find some multifamily opportunities, knew it would take some time to get things up and running. So I invested um, with some private money lending, um, just, you know, interest bearing notes, um, great way to kind of get like a six to 12 month type of uh, investment going, you know, that's going to get 10 to 12% returns. Um, had some friends who were doing it and I, I had seen their past work. So I knew they would come through and um <clears throat> There's all kinds of different options. Uh, any kind of asset class you're interested in uh, is available to you. Um, but I pr- primarily choose multifamily most because, um, as I mentioned, you kind of need to invest it into anything that's purely passive. Um, so if you're looking at like a multifamily syndication, for example, you have, you know, you, as an, a limited partner, you're not going to have any control over the asset. It's purely passive. It fits it really well. And most people who are investing with their retirement account, retirement accounts, they're not touching the funds for 20, 30, 40 years anyways. Um, so it doesn't really matter if these deals are going five, six, seven years um, because yeah, as long as they're making that return uh, and accelerating you know, and, and doubling the capital over time, it, it's not a huge deal if they're not actually accessing that capital. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Um, I didn't actually know that you can't, you can't buy your own deal with a, uh, with a retirement account. Um, I mean, I just pulled my money out and so it wasn't, wasn't the same thing, but, um, so if you're still, if the money is still within the account, it has to be in someone else's deal. It can't be in your own. Yeah. I mean, the one thing you could do is you could buy a single family home rental or short-term rental or something with it. Um, and you can kind of manage it. You can make sure that, you know, you're scheduling the contractors to come work on it because you yourself can't provide benefit to your IRA. So you can't go and work on the property, but you can coordinate other people working on it and then you can, you know, do the rental process and you can, you know, get the, the people onto the, the property, but um, you can't actually gain any active income from that. It all has to go into the retirement account. You can't That's pull sort of, money. yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of work that you have to do to get funds into an account that you're ultimately not going to touch for a while. So that's, that's kind of why, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of personal effort. That's why I tend to suggest people go with kind of more passive options. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so in order to do this, basically people have to find investors like myself or yourself who have active deals out there who are doing raises, um, and then they could utilize their, their retirement accounts and invest in those, uh, those syndications. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, uh, no shortage of folks who will accept retirement accounts. Uh, it's one of the biggest and easiest ways to kind of get started since, most people, you know, across their net worth, a huge chunk of it is actually going to be in their retirement account. So it's an active and easy vehicle to kind of um, 
to to get into uh, real get started in real estate with. Yep, makes sense. Um, and you know, I I personally myself know this, but what are the benefits of investing? You know, putting your retirement account into uh, real estate versus something like the stock market or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, this is a kind of um, sort of like a case study that I've been doing with my dad. Um, so my dad is sixty three, I believe, sixty four, and um, he's going to be retiring probably in the next six seven years. And so we were for the last three or so years, we've been kind of taking a look at um, you know when he's going to retire. We need to figure out a way for that that account to be you know stable, so he has access to capital and he knows how much the balance will be. Um, the you know the way things are moving with the market right now, we're we're clearly going to enter some sort of recession, um, whether it's big, small, no one really knows. Um, but the question is, how long is that recovery going to last? How long will it take? And if he's invested primarily just in stocks. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a bit more volatile right now. There's a lot more unknowns. Um, commercial real estate is extremely stable compared to other asset classes. I did a little study from 1992 uh, to 2020 and um, comparing the stock market and multifamily, multifamily was actually 58% less volatile. So when people need access to that capital, whether it's through an emergency before they need to, before they reach retirement age and they need to, you know, use some of those funds for some sort of emergency, um, or for when they actually need to retire and lean on those funds, uh, investing in multifamily or commercial real estate really allows them to trust that that balance will be there for them. Yep. Yep. Makes sense to me. Um, so on the, you know, just kind of, we'll go away from retirement accounts here and just talk specifically about multifamily. Cause that is your, uh, you know, your bread and butter when you are, um, when you're sourcing deals, what is it that you guys look for? Uh, are you, are you value add or you guys do, um, you know, grade a, and you just sit on it as a long-term hold. I've done uh, one of those, but, um, yeah, it's usually value add. Um, we're looking at, um, you know, a minus to about uh, B minus properties, um, you know, not reinventing the wheel. We're looking across the Sun Belt. Um, most of our properties are going to be from um, about Tennessee down to to Florida, and we're looking all the way over to Texas. Um, but yeah, we're looking for kind of two, three story walk ups, um, things that have had a, an owner for ten or fifteen years, and um, they just haven't had a lot of capital. You know, they're not well capitalized, so they kind of there haven't been a lot of major renovations for a while maybe a bit of deferred maintenance. And so we can come in with a new loan, large CapEx budget, and kind of you know work on those, those units, make sure we bring them up to that market um, potential, what everyone's expecting and, um, and provide a better experience and you know, higher rents for our investors. Yeah. So how is your guys' strategy um, changing? I mean, we're right now, it is July 22nd, 2022. Um, and there are plenty of doomsday folks out there saying that interest rates are going to go eight plus. Um, so what is your guys's strategy? How does it look like uh, going into the future here? Yeah, it's a, it's a really tepid time. And um, right now I'm being, um, I'm, I'm kind of being really um, cautious with the types of deals we're taking a look at, um, you know, uh, and it's mostly not through a sense of fear. Um, I think now is a decent buying time with, you know, we've actually seen, you know, prices kind of come down a little bit. Sellers expectations are, are taking a pullback. Um, and I think the next, you know, 12 to 18 months will be even better, but it's really coming from that unknown volatile lending environment. You know, we've, we, I, it wasn't a personal deal of mine, but, um, a partner of mine, um, who did a deal uh, he had on the, I think the day before closing, it was about a million and a half of proceeds were just slashed. And so they needed to figure out what they were going to do to close in, in 48 hours. 
Um, and some stuff like that, and they eventually got it to work, thankfully, but, um, stuff like that is just really what kind of, um, makes me a little bit, um, you know, tepid, uh, we're, we're kind of taking things a bit slower right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're underwriting more conservatively with less rent growth than we normally would have expected. Um, we're making sure that we're, we're underwriting to really more conservative lending standards. Um, when we're refinancing, we're instead of looking at an 80% LTV, we're looking at, you know, 65% LTV, something where if we don't know where cap rates and the interest rates are going, we need to be a little more conservative. If it gives us a little more bumper, that's fine. Um, but, you know, be on the, the, the lower end of that. Perfect, man. I love to hear that. Be conservative in your underwriting. Sure, you're going to lose a little bit. You know, you're going to lose a few deals um, doing a conservative underwriting and having your offer be uh, more slanted on your side. But in the long run, that is going to help you out. That's how I work, and that just means that when you actually close on a deal, you know it's going to be a good deal. It's not going to lose you money. So long as something doesn't lose you money in real estate, it's a good deal in my book. Um, all right. And I just took a peek at the clock. We have gone through the 15 minute mark. So it's time to, for us to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Starts with books. We are big on education here. If you don't, if you're not big on books, um, give me any form of education, uh, YouTube, um, I don't know, discovery channel, whatever it is. Give me two, two, uh, two recommendations, one for general life wisdom, one for real estate specific. Sure. Um, Okay, so right now on my desk, I'm actually reading a book called Who, Not How. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, as an entrepreneur, it's really teaching me how to focus not on how I need to get everything done personally, figuring out ways uh, to, to get something done, but really finding the people who I can either reach out to for ideas, help, um, hire folks, um, get professionals and, and experience people for each individual task. And uh, I can achieve more um, through that method. Um Outside of that, for just specific real estate, for multifamily particularly, um, for me, when I first got involved, Multifamily Millions by Dave Lindahl was a good one. Um, just kind of gives you the basics. Um, first one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, really has always stuck with me for the last you know, three or four years. Yep. That's a good one. Dave Lindahl has some good books. Um, Who Not How, that's also a really good recommendation. I've heard, uh, I haven't read it myself, but I've heard many people uh, you know, rave about it. The, the, the general thesis there totally makes sense. Um, figure out who needs, you know, who can do the work, not how it needs to be done, not you putting the effort, but, um, finding the right, right person to, uh, to either hire or connect with. Love to hear that moves the sun to the next question. This one is for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Josh who had no experience in real estate was just getting started, go to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Um, you know, I, I, I will say when I first got involved, I think I made the right call. I went big quickly. Um, mm. I didn't get started in single family and go, you know, one unit, two, four, you know, eight, 16. Um, I realized once you go above five, it's really just a kind of numbers games. It's about zeros. And so I wasn't too afraid of that. I knew, you know, once you have enough partners and, and build a team, you can go big quickly. Um, so I guess younger, younger than that, I would have suggested to myself getting involved in real estate sooner, um, you know, taking advantage of the last, you know, 10, 12 years that we've seen growth in and um, would have been a good ride. But yeah. And uh, I, for the listeners, I just want to, I think we're at, what is that? 10 or 11 um, um, ho or guests in a row who have said that they wish they got started sooner. So if you're not started in real estate, take that as advice, get out there, buy your first investment property, Get, go big. Um, you don't have to buy a, a residential property. Get into something big. Get into multifamily. Get into self-storage like myself. 
but there's plenty out there. The key is to get involved sooner. Um, and that moves us to the next question. This is for, where are we? There we are. The United States, it's a big place. A lot of square miles out there means a lot of opportunity to invest. So what is one MSA, one market that you are most excited about investing in today? Uh, the one I like the most is Sarasota Bradenton, uh, Southwest Florida market. Okay, uh, we got three properties there. Um, it's currently, you know, you've heard like Phoenix is maybe the hottest market. Uh, if you take into account secondary uh, markets, Southwest Florida is by far the fastest growing one. Uh, rent growth in the last twelve months is about thirty eight percent organically. Wow. Um, there's just so many people moving to that area. It's very desirable. It's really nice. Um, and there's just not a lot of new builds. A lot of the new construction permits have been pulled, not a lot of land to expand in, expand on near, you know, where everyone wants to live. It's a lot more inland. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a great supply and demand situation there. Sarasota, Florida. You're the first person to say that, but I totally, I mean, I've, we've heard multiple markets in the South of Florida. Sounds like a really hot place. Um, I haven't, I haven't looked into it myself, but definitely uh, it'd be nice to do a due diligence trip there and get more of the, more of the sun than, uh, than the rain I I got up here. (laughs) I don't mind visiting those properties. Yep. All right. This is a second to last question. This is tools. Um, You know, habits form form the foundation of our life and tools form the foundation of our businesses. Uh, So if you could point to one tool, one software tool, whatever that you feel uh, contributes the most to your business's success, what would that be? Uh, Canva. Um, Canva. Wow. First person. I love Canva. It's one of my favorite tools, but you're I mean, the first person to say that for sure. Yeah. I raise a lot of capital and uh, the that's a big part of my focus. And on that side, it's a lot of marketing. It's a lot of creating uh, images and, and um, deal decks and stuff like that. And so I spend a ton of time in Canva and it's just the easiest, most simple uh, software to use. I used to use the Adobe suite and this makes it way more simple. Oh, man, I, I love Canva. I've had that for a long time. It's just, yeah, it's so easy to use. I make um, business signs. Like I just did a self-storage facility and we had a whole business sign. They wanted the mock-up and I just made it in Canva, sent it to them. It works. <laughs> it does every time. Yep. All right. That brings us to our last question. And this is for the listeners. You've given us a lot of good advice. So what is the best way for someone to reach out to you? You can find me on my website, uh, wall2main.com. Uh, I've got a nice PDF about you know, kind of like the easiest and, and best tricks to kind of make use of your retirement accounts in multifamily. And we also have a calculator that helps people understand uh, some associated taxes that are involved. Um, so you can get a, a more information at wall2main.com. Perfect. Wall2main.com. That's a really easy one to remember. Uh, still, I'm going to put it in the show notes. So if y'all want to just have the convenience of clicking that guy with your finger versus having to type in those individual words, it's so hard. Wall2main.com. I'll put it in the show notes URL. Just click a little more in the description. It'll pop down there. Click through, say hi to Josh. So Josh, that does wrap it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Thanks for having me. Great conversation. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week as always keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the real estate investing club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. 
This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.